0: Recorded podcast. Welcome to Previously Recorded. I am your host, as always, RP, and this episode of Previously Recorded is brought to you by Totally Tease. If you need a shirt and you don't have one, call Totally Tease, they'll get it done. All right. Uh, so, <laughs> for the, the uh, we are introducing for the, fir- uh, the second time back to this podcast. Uh, we did it over a year and a half ago. Um, we had Harry Potter and the Half Drunk Podcast on. Um so we are welcoming back Sam and Emily to discuss some Harry Potter today. What's up, guys?
1: Hey. It's good What's to be up? back.
0: <laughs> I can tell that you were uh you thoroughly enjoyed my totally tease. Uh I did. I did. <laughs>
2: Dad. That was very impressive. You came up with that all by yourself, right? Yeah,
0: I did. Yeah. All, all three of us. Yeah. So it, that was the first time you've ever heard it and it went really well. Um, so, what, so what's new in the world of anything with you guys that you want to share to people over here that uh, uh, it's been about a year and a half. Uh, some exciting news for Emily, right?
1: Yeah, I got, I got married. Um, some big news. since I was on your podcast last, so yeah. that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, 2020 kind of threw us all our curveball, right? So mm-hmm. not a whole lot is new. Um, but yeah. I feel like it's been a good year for the podcast. We've had some big, big names come on, which was exciting. Um, we have some more slotted up, which is nice too.
0: Anybody big coming on that you can share? Not yet okay all right leave uh, leave the guest in suspense i mean
2: this this coming up week we're having a pretty big podcast on called say anything Mm -hmm. where we're kind of doing a not deep dive but just a general discussion three-part series of the enneagram which is a personality typing um system if you don't know what the enneagram is and how harry potter characters fall into that so we've been bringing different guests on for that and this week Shit. they are pretty big. Um, one of the girls who host it is like top five in the business of Enneagram coaching right now, which we didn't know until we she was no on the podcast. <laughs> We're like, Oh, cool.
0: Thanks for coming. <laughs> that's yeah. fucking uh, kind of huge. It's pretty, that's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. yeah. We, we've really, you know, been lucky, I think with people who've, we've reached out to just having a really good response. Um, well, we just had really good conversations and, you know, times with them. So if we ever wanted them back on, we could have them. So that's really nice too.
0: Yeah. Um, I totally get it yeah. because listening to your podcast, you guys are super informative, super friendly, and just you just sound like you guys have a good time, which is why I initially reached out about a year and a half ago. And I thought our episode went really well. So I decided to ask you guys to come back and you graciously did this time. Um, this time, I hope there's no audio issues on my end. I know it's, <laughs> I thought it sounded fine, and then I listened to it and I was like, what the hell? Uh, it, what happened? I have no idea. So we're moved away. We used to use ZenCaster, it sucked, and now we're using Zoom. So, so we're yeah. Um, that's
2: one thing that this quarantine has helped with, I think, is like Zoom is now a thing. Yeah. And that's how yeah. we've been doing a lot of our long distance interview episodes with people. And it's still, you know, it's still not top quality but it's it's
0: it's much better better. than what what I we were doing or and it's allowed for like us to have people that wanted to be on that we just haven't had the the opportunity to either have them over or or to where we record and everything so it's Mm -hmm. really opened up weirdly it's opened up the door for a lot of things um that I typically probably wouldn't have happened. So there has been mm-hmm. some some good, some good points right. to the quarantine. Um, I think
1: it's nice too with Zoom that you can see each other. Yeah. Because last time it was just a phone call, right? So it's like kind of nice to put a face to the name and to the voice.
0: Yeah, I agree. So I, I thought about that earlier and I was like, Shit I've like never even had any face to face time with them. And we did an entire podcast, and I was like how did this how did this work um because you can't view cues you can't see when the other person has something they want to chime in with, but we managed to do a pretty good job uh so this one mm-hmm. should be go just as good I suppose I hope so so there's been a lot of Harry Potter things recently, obviously yes. the number one is that uh J.K. Rowling has had some serious things. J.K. Rowling
2: on. is on one recently. She,
0: yeah.
2: she her, and her Twitter fingers. Chill pill.
1: I, yeah, Ugh, yeah. we've yeah. talked about it a little bit on the podcast.
0: Which I figured you have, so I didn't want to go too much into detail because I'm sure you guys have talked about this endlessly. Uh, we've decided <laughs> that the, I'll just say that I decided to one separate the the creator from the creation. Um, exactly it, yeah mm-hmm. doesn't represent what what harry potter is all about i mean that it's all about love friendship acceptance like acceptance that was, yeah, yeah exactly acceptance and it's just really strange we talked about it a little bit on here kind of in the beginning when she before she like triple like quadrupled down on what she had to say <laughs> yeah uh, mm-hmm. we were just saying like dude fuck her like who cares what she has to say ignore it i totally understand why people can't ignore it uh, for like everybody else in the uh, spotlight that you just you can't these are people that you look up to and then they come out and say these these things that are are, are right. devastating and just heartbreaking to hear but pivoting there's some positive <laughs> stuff if you are you know if anybody listening out there plays video games or doesn't there's a really mm-hmm. cool oh um, my god it
1: looks so awesome it looks yeah, so <laughs> it cool looks Indeed. so good
0: all right so are you guys big video game players at all
1: we're um, big Sims
0: players. Yeah. Um, computer games.
3: <laughs>
1: so I think like uh, the open world concept is obviously very appealing to us. And, you know, mm-hmm. this was just a way for my husband to get his PS5. So he is mm-hmm. very happy <laughs> um as soon as he saw that game was gonna drop he was like emily you have to watch this trailer because i was like why do we need another gaming system but we (laughs) need another gaming system." yeah
2: definitely i mean throughout the years i just with like different boyfriends that i've had i've used their gaming systems i've never had one of my own besides the wii but you know i would dabble and play games Throughout those times, but I definitely enjoyed like playing the Elder Scrolls type of games mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i 'm thinking if this has these different like side quests and stuff like that in Hogwarts it 's just going to be up my alley
0: it 's got to be this is going to be like a huge game it's first off, how did they not wait until the like they waited until the PlayStation Five came out, which I also secured one so that I could play this game <laughs> when it comes out because I needed it and then I, I was I missed the beginning of the PlayStation conference. And then, like, 20 minutes later, they dropped that. And I was like, wait, what? Like, they're they're coming out with this RPG game that they've been kind of hitting at for a little bit. And it looks fantastic. One of the highlights, yeah. I think, of it is that it has absolutely nothing to do with Harry. And yeah, I, I, love,
1: I love that it's set so far ahead of the oh. original series. And, like, so the beginning of the trailer... You're just at Hogwarts, right? But then you go out into the Wizarding World, and I think that's the most impressive part of this entire game, is
2: that they've literally built the entire world for you to explore.
0: And it looks beautiful. It really yeah. does. right. Uh, the graphics
2: are amazing on it. Like, just looking at how far we've come with the Harry Potter video games, actually, actually... Lied. From the I PlayStation I Hagrid? Had, like, <laughs> yeah, a, about a that. PlayStation <laughs> with... My like stepbrother a long time ago had a PlayStation and we got the Harry Potter game that like came out. I don't even know when a
0: long time ago, probably oh, they, like
2: 2005 or something.
0: Yeah. I've, Awful
2: graphics. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible.
0: <laughs> so I've been bored in quarantine. I beat my games. And so I am currently <laughs> playing Chamber of Secrets on my GameCube. And oh my it gosh. is bad. The graphics are bad. The game is frustrating as hell. I don't even know why I loved it so much as a kid. Um <laughs> mm-hmm but it's it's gonna be so cool yeah so i'm excited to who knows knowing how warner brothers kind of is there probably will be some some attachment to harry meaning if it's dumbledore as a student because they can't just leave it alone or they'll have mcgonagall as a
1: teacher because apparently she's a time traveler (laughs) even though she's not born yet (laughs) it's just you know she might as well time travel to this era too
0: that movie's so problematic. It really is. Uh, it yeah. makes no sense. I think we talked about it a little bit. I don't know, quarantine has warped my mind that I have no idea when that movie came out. Was it four years ago? Was it last year? I have no idea when Crimes of Grindelwald came out. It's like um, no, two Crimes years of
2: Grindelwald ago. came out like at the end of twenty eighteen. I believe. Yeah, it was okay. in November.
0: Okay, so we did talk about it a little bit. Um,
2: yeah, I'm sure we didn't let that go. No, exactly. I don't think
0: I don't think I could have. We talked about that and just how blatantly bad the but still enjoyable um from just like a character's perspective, uh Half-Blood Princess, because plot terrible, but it's just such a like weird movie where it's still enjoyable but there's no plot. We talked mm-hmm, about right. that a little bit. I remember that. Uh, and then there's also the new Harry Potter game for the for the phone. It's like a Candy Crush kind of game.
1: Oh, I haven't seen that one.
0: Yeah, it just came out. I typically don't get into these games. I'm on level 82, so I don't know how <laughs> that's happened. So it, it's fun.
1: I'll probably download it and get addicted. That's what happens. And then I have to I have to delete it off my phone. <laughs> and then it'll be like a time of stress, and I'll download it again.
0: I haven't I really it played goes. it in the other ones, uh, but you go through like each scene, kind of. That's cool. Um, where there's like the first. I'm downloading it. Yeah, try it out. <laughs> it's not like incredibly detailed, but there's a little bit of the storyline, and you're in the first book, first movie, and I'm on the Grand Grand Staircase now. So it's 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 vaguely like story, but it's cool. I like it. There's some cool stuff to it. It's free. Right. Worth it for Harry Potter. It sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, for those listening, we decided. I decided that um, I'm, re- I'm ready to talk about the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. I noticed that uh, Sam and Emily only did one episode in their huge catalog of Harry Potter episodes <laughs> on the Wizarding World. And I thought that this would be a great chance for us to tag team something again. Um, being the huge theme park uh, nerd that I am and just... Harry Potter. It seems it's the perfect topic for me, and my two other hosts have not been there, and they're always okay <laughs> on skipping out on an episode too when they can. Um, so, oh, I, it,
2: shots fired! Oh,
0: uh, all the time, uh, all the time. Our one host, we <laughs> we call him the third. We he's the rotating chair. He's here sometimes, he's not. Whatever. <laughs> so, I, I figured I'd bring you two guys over to talk about it. Let's get started talking about Universal's sure. Universal Studios Wizarding World of Harry Potter. I have not been to the Hollywood one, but have Mm -hmm. you guys been to both? Have you been to just the Hollywood one?
2: So I Uh, have been to both. Um, The Hollywood one is like, was like 10 minutes from my (laughs) apartment in LA. So I went three times to the Hollywood one so far, and then twice to the Florida one. Um, First time being with Emily and Emily has been to both as well. Right, but you haven't been back since the Diagon Alley was added. No.
1: So Sam and I went to the Orlando one original opening week um, Mm -hmm. together. So that's when I've been there, and then I've been to Hollywood one with Sam last summer.
0: Oh, cool. So, which one do you guys like like better?
1: I mean, I think they're both special, but you have to kind of give it to Orlando just because they have more real estate to create Mm -hmm. with and yeah it definitely has a magical property at both I won't lie but I think just the grand scale of everything in Orlando it's you know Disney Universal like everything is bigger there and I mean I haven't been to the extension at all but it's on my bucket list for sure
2: <laughs> yeah no or- Orlando is definitely the winner here um like M said with their real estate that they have to work with, with the addition of Daigon Alley, with the Hogwarts Express ride that can take you back and forth between the two like parks and essentially the two um, like towns. <laughs> like it takes you from Daigon Alley to Hogsmeade and back if you have a park hopper pass. So that is like super nice. You can spend all day doing that. Whereas the one in Hollywood, like you can literally go at 7 a.m. and be done with everything by 10 a.m. Yeah. In Harry Potter.
0: That's what I've kind of heard.
2: Yeah. Sorry. No, you're fine. It just, it has like, does it, it does have the the Hagrid ride there too. So it's just the two rides. It has the Flight
1: of the Hippogriff there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's, sorry. That's what I call the Hagrid ride because it's Hagrid's hut in Buckbeak. But it's the Flight of the Hippogriff, which is like the little kitty coaster, basically. And it has the Forbidden Journey. Hogwarts Castle ride which I will also say kept breaking down every time I've gone to the Hollywood one it breaks down (laughs) we (laughs) got stuck on it what are we doing
1: we got stuck on it twice while we were there and um yeah Sam and I are the kind of people that wake up super early to go to theme parks so we finished everything we wanted to do within
2: an Still hour waiting.
1: or two and then
2: we waited all day because there was like a fireworks show at night so yeah it was <laughs> the like the death eater thing at Hogwarts, so did you guys see? Arts.
0: did you see the patronus with the drones
2: mm-hmm.
0: that yeah. shit yeah i watched it on a video of that that's it so was, amazing. Cool. It was so amazing it was
2: really it, it was, was worth, worth it. waiting all day for
0: it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was so worth it
0: so uh for those listening at home that don't know there's a uh show on the castle um at night called the dark arts at Hogwarts. It's like a 10, 15 minute show um, that ends with a, all these drones uh, formed together with, with white lights at the end. And they make Harry's stag Patronus to clear the castle and basically bring the castle back together, which is when you go into the show, not knowing it's incredible to see, I I would love to see it in person. Hopefully they have it in uh, Orlando, I'm planning to go if uh, things kind of get back to somewhat normal in May. It's a, it, right. Uh, it's, we're going to do a day trip. We had an airline credit we had to use, so Florida was the only place that had flights out that far. So I'm hoping to get there soon to ride. Exactly. Not shocking at all. <laughs> uh, to ride <laughs> Hagrid's. Um, I'm the same way, I view getting up early uh, is the, kind of the best way to do a theme park especially if you have limited time, like uh, I was in Disney last December. I was up at 5.30 a.m. to go do Rise of the Resistance, which is mm-hmm. an incredible Star Wars, a brand new Star Wars attraction there. Uh, yes. My first time to the theme park was in 2010 as well, probably not long after you guys were there for the opening week. Um, and then I made a trip back in 2017 and 2018 to Diagon Alley. Um, which was so freaking cool that mm-hmm. you need to see it uh, if you haven't. Your overall thoughts of a theme on the theme park in general, um, on Universal, on the Wizarding World, and kind of just maybe even Disney, if you want to chime in on on Disney.
1: So I th- I think the first time when we went, we had just finished our freshman year of high school, and we really didn't know what to expect. I don't think there was a lot of like hype leading up to it, and. We were really excited. Well, Obviously, we were so like, We you like didn't sleep the to night before.
2: Like we really listened to Draco and the Malfoys and Harry and Harry the the Potters. The Potter's. Yeah, so, um,
1: it was like awe inspiring. My my mom took pictures of us, and we look like little kids like at the electric parade at Disney World. Like we were in we were tears, eating it up tears and. Yeah. So I think the fact that they were able to kind of harness those emotions for us, especially knowing at that point, we only had like two films left. Um, them being able to do that, I think was just like magical for a lack of better word. And I think even as an adult going to the Hollywood one, it was the same kind of feeling. And even though I'd already seen the Orlando portion, um, I don't know. There's just something about walking in there and hearing the music and being able to get Butterbeer and being able to go to the Hogshead or the Three Broomsticks and walk into the Hogwarts ride, which I think is arguably one of, like, the best rides ever. Um, When it's
2: not breaking down, yeah. Yeah, when it's not breaking (laughs) down, of course.
1: I I don't know. There's just, you know, you just kind of lose a sense of reality and you get to actually be in this world that you've put yourself into. In a book and I mean
0: absolutely I I
1: I love Disney too for that same reason because I'm able to like revisit memories and I've gone like as an older child and I was able to kind of like relive these things and Disney is nice because it has uh things for all ages as does universal but I don't know I think just theme park architects are incredible humans like hands down coolest job you could probably have. And also just the fact that they're able to get those emotions with the smells and like the cobblestone streets, just 10 out of 10. Well done.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So you basically just hit everything that I guarantee you, me and Sam both feel on the head right there. Everything you describe is exactly what I felt, what I feel every time I go, the music is huge. Uh, the, The, the smells to things. Um, Yeah, Sam, do you want to add anything?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, it does really give you that just sense of really feeling like you're in Hogsmeade when you're walking in either of the Hollywood or Orlando parks at the Wizarding World. Um, Like they are basically a carbon copy of each other of the Hogsmeade one. Mm -hmm. Diagon Alley was the same for me. It was the same feeling especially when you rode the train over the Hogwarts Express over in between the two parks, just like being on the train and stepping off of it and still being in that world and feeling like you didn't even leave. It was, it, it was a really special experience. Um, so with that being said, I, I think that the Wizarding World is hands down the best part of Universal as a whole. Yeah um especially the one in Hollywood like everything after that just seems just not exciting at all after you go to the Wizarding World it's just like all right well we did everything here twice I guess we can go see everything (laughs) else in this park I guess we go to the Simpsons ride it's fine (laughs) right like (laughs) Like, we'll go to the Simpsons ride we'll go do like Jurassic Park which is still it's all still fun but Wizarding World is 100% way better than anything else now in Orlando I will say Islands of Adventure uh, detached from Universal, because they have Islands of Adventure and Universal, right, that makes up this whole big park, and the Islands of Adventure, which is where Hogsmeade is at, on that side, I really do enjoy, like, the superhero land with all of the, like, actual coasters, and I firmly will die on the hill (laughs) claiming that the orlando Wizarding world was much better when it had the dueling dragons ride and it oh my god were. i'm so pissed they took that out so, <laughs> yeah, so that- i basically
1: forced sam to sit front row with me <laughs> for that and i'm like the roller coasters look like they're gonna collide and it, it was just so fun and like i don't i just i'll never understand why they took that ride out that if, ride. If thrill seeker that is it yeah like, that is it was the so best.
0: good so this, for those listening at home, that ride existed uh, till about 2017, where they took it out and replaced it with Hagrid's motorbike, blah, 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 the longest unnecessary title ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was so cool. It was perfectly, it was, it, it was the dragon challenge before it even, the Wizarding World was even made. So, it, and it fit perfectly in with mm-hmm. uh, Goblet of Fire and and that theming that they, they had for it. And I'm not really sure why they closed it. It was so cool. It was two, two roller coasters that went off at the same time, came face to face. I heard that like somebody got hit in the face with like a phone that fell out of a pocket. I heard that happen. I don't know if that led to it. Who knows? Mm -hmm. I miss it. I wish they could have kept it and still at it Hagrid's because in my opinion, they could do an entire theme park of just Harry Potter. They could do an entire, they could do an entire theme park for each book. In my mind.
2: It's
1: rumored, though, that they they are going to build a theme park, just Harry Potter.
0: It's a missed opportunity. That's the only reason I go to Universal is for Harry Potter.
1: Well, I mean, my thing is this. If Disneyland has enough real estate to open their entire Star Wars portion in, Mm -hmm. like, Anaheim, then Orlando, which I'm sure they could get real estate for that to like add on a ride. I mean,
0: so they uh, are
1: Universal and Disney own Orlando. It's like
0: <laughs> that's nothing else. But Legoland, SeaWorld, Disney forget owns about everything.
1: It. So they Disney they is king there.
0: They are. Um the I mean Universal's planning on opening a the third theme park got stopped because of the coronavirus and just loss of income. But they were planning on building another section in uh their third third park called Epic Universe. Um, and the rumor was, Fantastic Beasts related, which to me is a ginormous swing and a miss. Uh, when you yeah. have the Ministry of Magic still available to be made. You have uh, d- even the the in, uh, the cave from uh, Half Blood Prince. I'm drawing a, a blank. Uh, mm-hmm. That that's a ride right there. Like um, that's a terrifying amazing. ride right there. So the Battle is, of that's Hogwarts.
1: Emily's going to have to be drunk on her <laughs> ride right
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Battle of Hogwarts ride. Like, there's so many, so mm-hmm. many things. But the Ministry of Magic would be perfect. But I heard that's what they're going to do. They're going to make a French Wizarding, uh, French Ministry of Magic. And then you, like, transport to the British one. Uh, which is all kind of a crazy notion to me that they're going off of the second movie of i will say if
1: they were to do a fantastic beast theme park it would be cool to see like in newt's house when he has all of the animals
3: Mm i think that would
1: be pretty cool but they'd have to spend like hella money to get that done that's a lot of 4d shit they'd have to do
2: I just think going back to how we all said we felt like this emotional response from walking into the Wizarding World, I don't think that would be there for me, to know if it I walked wouldn't. into a Fantastic beast part. I'd be like, cool. Unless um, Jude Law was standing right there, <laughs> and I got to take him home afterwards. A <laughs> like, no, emotional, would, physical response If Babel
1: right Door was standing right there, I'd be for it, but I don't think that's going to happen. Dumbledore Dumbledaddy was there, I yep. would
3: Dumbled-
0: <laughs> I, I agree. There's no emotion to the Fantastic Beast movies at all. They're very bland. And the box office says so, too. It, it was a super low grossing second film, unless this is all like a mirage to kind of be like, oh, we're not telling you exactly what we're doing. But they tease in Diagon Alley, if you go to the phone booth, at are like 6429. Mm-hmm. and a message is that's how they entered the was the uh the ministry of magic to the phone booth right. and right. that was mm-hmm. kind of their tease of that's what's coming next and that would be so cool you, you walk in and then you get on the ride or you get on a the ride then you go in or even if they did fantastic Beasts make it like a water ride and have all these different fantastic beasts there there's so many yeah. different things
1: if they did ministry of magic this is how i would want it to be you know those standing coasters where you kind of like lock yourself yes. in mm-hmm. i would want to stand on a toilet yes <laughs> and have it, have it like have you in and you're just standing on a toilet the whole time
0: from a truly entertainment yeah. perspective <laughs> i don't want to enter through a phone booth take me through the toilet
2: yeah well, like, we're not I'm a visitor we're we work yeah, that's, there that's
0: obviously. True. don't we're show me employees. that
1: and then give <laughs> me a phone booth okay
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> uh but speaking of like reactions and stuff the first time I entered Diagon Alley. We went through the the traditional way because me being a purist, I was like, get me to that park. In the movies, they go through King's Cross to get to Hogwarts. I need to get there. I need to see it. Um, and my sister said to me when she says, I hope you look at your wife when she's walking down the aisle the same way that you looked when you walk <laughs> when you walk through those walls to Diagon Alley. And uh, that's just it's like, oh my. God. God, like this thing is so. I've always dreamed of being able to walk here, even walk the set, like to be able mm-hmm. to be fully immersed. And that's to me the the biggest thing about the Wizarding World. Um, like when I'm in Disney and I go to Pandora at Animal Kingdom, uh, I don't give a fuck about Avatar, but the, that ride's cool. Uh, and Star Wars is is really cool too. But when I'm when I'm in the Wizarding World, I could go sit at the Three Broomsticks and just have a delicious butterbeer and just sit there that's all I need to do I don't need to do the forbidden journey mm-hmm. or ride the train like I, I mean obviously I would ride the train because that's part of it something else I never thought I could do um but they've created such a this, uh, this world that we've all wanted to be a part of and I think that's why it's so incredibly successful um right. and why we're here talking about it today uh not 10 years after it initially opened um Oh, so, don't
1: say that. That makes me feel so
0: old. <laughs> we hey, so I good. was there. I was there the same year it opened. We're probably about the same age. I feel old too. Um, so, a little bit of history about the Wizarding World. So, when they uh, initially decided to start to sell the rights to theme parks, this happened back in two thousand and four. Um, and I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but Disney actually got the rights to it. Um, which I knew that. Yeah. Yeah, which to me that would have been fine because I would never need to go to Universal ever because I, I'm a Disney guy. I love Disney, but they have Harry. They would have had had had. Oh my God! They would have had Harry Potter, and that's all I need. Yeah. Um, but they wanted to make a little dark ride and a store, and that was it. So <coughs> traditionally, how stingy J.K. is with, right? She said no. If we're gonna do it, I want it big. I want a land, I want a, a multiple rides, yada, 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 which, thank God for that, because...
2: We are thankful for this, yeah.
0: We are, yeah this is, this, we are this is the second for. great this is good thing content, that she's
2: done.
0: She gave
1: us the series, and then she gave us a theme park.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> um, which then led to um, Universal obtaining the rights, and then they began uh, construction May 31st, 2007. Uh, three years later, the park opened. And it cost, surprisingly, only $265 million uh, to make, which to me, I feel like the castle and the ride alone would have cost that.
1: Mm-hmm. I think maybe the castle didn't cost that much because you're really only going into
0: it's a, um, it is a facade. Like
1: four or five rooms. Yeah, it's just a facade. And as an architect, I'm, I'm telling you, it's just scaffolding. They did yeah. not fill that in at all. It's just like it's the top of Cinderella's castle where it's all mm-hmm. just
0: scaffolding. That's all it is. Yeah, it's all that. It's that optical illusion being a theme park uh, architect. You know, that castle looks ginormous and you go up to the, t- t- when you actually go up to it, it's probably not as tall as we think. Just like at the Cinderella castle where they make the blocks look b- bigger, bricks look bigger than they are to uh, throw off the eye. Um, so when they decided to start building this, they said, well, if we're going to do it, we're going to need the best people in the biz. And, uh, why not work with the um, very closely with the set designer Stuart Craig, who, if you've ever watched any Harry Potter behind the scenes thing, he is there um, dude with with white hair he's so cute. Uh, he's a cute mm-hmm. British guy with a nice accent. They have the best accents in the world, and supervising art director Alan Gilmore, to recreate perfectly the sets from the film uh, so Harry Potter drove business up almost like forty percent. In the parks, which obviously led to the, like everybody was waiting for it, the expansion. Everyone said, "Okay, what's the expansion going to be?" Diagon Alley, which took out Jaws. Everybody loved Jaws. I personally loved Jaws, but oh no, little—it's
1: still at Hollywood. They'll never take it yeah. out of Hollywood. Yeah. and I—I I mean, Sam knows this. I'm a really big jump scare person. Okay. And I—I I get terrified of that ride right even now.
0: <laughs> so. I'm fine. I mean, I even my complaint—it's
2: so cheesy. I am just like it yeah, is she makes super it
0: cheesy, me. but it's—it's it's like, <laughs> it's like theme park nostalgia. It's like half the reason we go back to these places is because we think about the memories that they gave us when we were a kid or right. the first time okay. we were there.
1: Well, but, if you want a good jump scare, just ride the journey of Hogwarts ride <laughs> and just wait till the spiders come out Dude. and
0: that i want to get to that because uh, i agree uh, i do i need
1: another glass of wine
0: for that one i <laughs> also huge part of huge part for people who don't know huge part of the harry potter half drunk podcast obviously is being half drunk while they do it um and they've also did a full drunk episode which was really enjoyable that was was that was on your bachelor bachelorette party right when you guys that's, went down, yeah, to that's trip in yeah. New
2: Orleans. That's one I'm of glad our you full drunk, <laughs> our full drunk
0: ones. That one was awkward too because
1: we had people like watching us while we did that one.
0: Yeah, it's just it like our first
1: like live. Um, but not one.
2: because they don't listen to our podcast.
1: Yeah, talks, they don't so listen to us. Weird. Like you guys are lame. You <laughs> are supposed f- to support friends.
0: <laughs> None of my friends listen. Uh, I am with you. It's we get a couple solid people. Shout out to Brian, Mark, blah, 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 blah. Everybody. They they do listen. Uh, but I, I do get it. We had people the one time here when we were recording and it was strange. Um, have yeah, you guys thought about though. doing a live podcast? We've
2: we've, we've gotten to ask us. And really? we're just like yeah. mm. you so the, I think the
1: biggest issue is I think location. We're getting so off topic. I think the biggest issue would be I'm location. All here for it. Um just because now Sam and I are not in the same state again and it would just be a lot of I mean if people are into it that's kind of what we said like we'd think about it but I think also Sam and I are actually huge introverts so (laughs) yeah Yeah. so the alcohol helps mask (laughs) that but I think the thing that people are drawn to about our podcast is we're introverted with everyone pretty much except for each other Mm. and so it's just like people have said they just feel like they're sitting with friends just shooting the shit and talking about Harry Potter
0: right so i, I don't i don't ingr- know i can maybe agree. in the future you but- go, you guys have the following i think you guys should go for it um if i was out there sure i'd stop by um <laughs> but I, I feel the same way i i agree with what you're trying to say about your podcast cuz that's what it 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 successfully does that um any Harry Potter can, fan can chime in and listen hear a point that they agree with um maybe something they disagree with or but disagree
2: with yeah, <laughs> yeah we get a lot of those <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: but it, that's what a conversation is that's what a podcast right, should right. be you should be right and that's what that's our goal over here is to just when you hit play feel like you're hanging with your dudes or your friends i'm about to say buddies i don't know i said dudes, you can uh, call dudes. You we that's can fine. be dudes
2: we call each other dudes. dude we're fine <laughs> fair
0: uh, We're not J.K. Rowling. (laughs) (laughs) We got some recent heat, so we started a bit on our podcast called The Party Boys, because it's a long story. But it's we did like this Disney Plus thing where we watched this horrible, horrible, horrible movie, Fuzz Bucket. It's on. It sounds terrible. It's creepy as hell. But he's like, "Hey, Party Boys!" So like we started that, and then like one of our friends who called us the Recordiacs, which our friend. Our my, my other host Bob absolutely hates uh called the guy out for it uh, and said that's the worst name ever. And then he called us uh, sexist because we say, only say party boys, which mm-hmm. I think is. I mean, f- whatever. You all are boys. It's you true. all identify
1: as boys, so that's it's true.
0: Fun. But we're we're open to changing it. We we decided to change it to party people. Taking care. To there you go. Uh, but yeah,
1: no, our full drunk episodes. I think. Are some of our finest work.
0: <laughs> have you guys done more than one?
2: Oh yeah, uh, not intentionally. <laughs> not intentionally, <laughs> but yes,
1: we have done more than one.
0: But That's yeah, incredible.
1: not inti- Pretty much any time our friend Sarah comes on the podcast, oh my gosh, we're drunk trip.
0: That's yeah. a good time. Mm-hmm. Most of our episodes do start out the same way. We always have a beer, um, and then it leads to many. And so we we've, we're right, right there with you. Um, that's funny though anyway so my whole point of saying all this whole sidetrack thing was that um uh, uh, part of their thing is to have a special drink every week or just a drink in general what are you guys drinking this week
1: i think we're both drinking cab Sav. yeah so I th- I it's very rare a- that sam and i choose the same wine okay. side <laughs> side note <It>
2: is. <laughs> yes i'm very much a red wine person and emily is very much a white wine person but, but it's i going to fall. have this
1: so yeah. I have to, I have to make my switch for winter,
0: yeah <laughs> I'm so, so basic <laughs> I'm basic too. I'm over here drinking an Iron Hill brewery, which their chain I don't know if you guys have them out there they' it's like a restaurant, uh, but their pumpkin beer so. is so good, mm. so I'm being uh a ba- being basic and drinking getting ready for spooky time uh yeah. spooky we it's the love best that. time. <laughs>
2: Um, we which, had pumpkin beer last week, and it was phenomenal.
0: Which, yeah. uh, what was the uh, the brew? Like the, the company?
2: We each had our own.
1: Because mm-hmm. I mean, if Sam, being in Kentucky, does not get the Bourbon Barrel Pumpkin Beer,
2: <laughs> it, yeah.
1: Yep. There's just nothing it
2: like count. it. It's so good. It's sure. really, it's actually really good, and it's ten percent alcohol. So after one, I was like, okay. <laughs>
0: so who who makes that? Is it like a local place or?
2: It's uh Kentucky Ale is the, mm, is the brewery. It. Yeah, it's they so have a good. lot of different ones, but they're they have an Octoberfest one as well. But the pumpkin one is
0: very good beer. I love Octoberfest. Sam Adams Octoberfest and Jacko, uh their new pumpkin beer. Very good, very sweet. Mm. Anyway, so then Diagon Alley opens in 2014, um, and then a cool thing about that was, as we've talked about the Hogwarts Express, um, that actually took nine months to build um, in Switzerland, and it's composed mostly of fiberglass and aluminum. Uh, If you're inside the car, it's very deceiving, because you go in, you're like, oh, it's going to be huge, Mm -hmm. and then the seats cover like two-thirds of your ass um and you're like kind (laughs) of hanging off it
2: (laughs) well it is built for 11 year olds okay (laughs) i don't remember having this problem and now like insecure about
0: (laughs) (laughs) no it it fits your it fits your entire butt but i'm just saying it's it's the seats are smaller than you expect like a normal like couch kind of seat for these trains and it it wasn't um but still super enjoyable ride it's very fun very uh, it's very nice to get out of the heat and just sit in this this train for five, 10 minutes and go to the next part. Um, and they said that actually the contents in the books always trumped what was out in the movies, which I found very interesting. Um, one of the biggest things that, with that was the food and the, and the beverage, which something could be mentioned once and you would see it available for purchase or even just a little note of it, which is very cool.
1: It also could be said for some of the, because I'm a Ravenclaw, so some of the Ravenclaw merch is actually the right colorways there.
0: Is it? So mm-hmm. it's, a. what's the, what do you mean by color-wise? Is it not... It's
1: not supposed to be silver, it's supposed to be bronze. So it's supposed okay. to be kind of like a navy blue and bronze.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I knew what you were talking about, on the, especially on the scarf, you can see that really mm-hmm. well. Yeah, and then the Universal team. Anytime they had a meeting, they had their set of Harry Potter books that they could just reference really quickly. And they said that they actually had an expert that that stumped um, J.K.'s team a couple times, which I found that to be pretty uh, interesting. How do you?
2: How do you apply for I that job? <laughs> yeah.
0: like, I looked. Fun. I didn't see any any opening. Uh, um, excuse th- me. That's a dream. That's a dream job to have.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what do you do today? What I mean,
0: you-
1: <laughs> my entire dream as an architect and a Harry Potter fanatic would be to be able to design these spaces.
3: Like I'd be way too emotional creative. at
1: work. <laughs> but yeah, but then I'd have to move to LA. So well, that
2: shouldn't be the worst or, thing. If you're not there though, you know, so you. But if you move there, I would be back in heart. Would
0: you? <laughs> Is that or, a promise? Probably. Probably. <laughs> there's there's incentive right there. <laughs> but you could also work down in Florida, which. Nobody really wants to work in Florida. I'm not no, living in Florida, no
1: sorry. I'm <laughs> not Probably about hurricanes. Not on the table.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or all those mosquitoes. <laughs> uh, yeah. No,
0: no.
1: No swamp land for me.
0: Um, so then they've also expanded uh, to Osaka, Japan in 2014. And there's mm-hmm. one even coming. where they, uh, Osaka has the Black Lake uh, yeah. in their Universal, which is really cool. And they have so, live owls.
1: Japan goes hard for Harry Potter like Mm -hmm. England has a huge fan base obviously America does as well but Japan like they ride hard for Harry Potter so the premieres for all the movies the main ones were obviously the UK and then here and then they would have a huge one there as well and those fans like show up and show out and that park is just magnificent
0: I've never absolutely
1: been absolutely mag- I haven't uh, been but I've seen pictures on my bucket list like they have the black mm-hmm. lake yeah like you said they have live birds flying around like
0: it's it's top notch uh the the Japanese culture itself with with fandom is just huge um mm-hmm. even with right. um walk around characters in the parks like they have people that treat them as the actual princesses, they take pictures of them. They give them gifts. Um, that's just the way that culture is with when it comes to fandom. So I'm not really surprised that Harry Potter is has a huge fandom there because why not? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And then eventually in 2017 in Hollywood it opened with their version of the Forbidden Journey being in 3D actually, which um, I'm kind of glad Universal in Orlando didn't have that because the ride itself is, is just a lot that I don't need the 3D um, element yeah. to it. So uh, we talked about your first reactions. What is your favorite thing, ride, beverage, whatever, in the Universal's Wizarding Universal's world?
2: Um, I would say my, my favorite thing is definitely riding the rides. I'm a huge ride person when it comes to theme parks. Um, And and even just the experience of getting to the ride itself, like walking through the Hogwarts castle, you know, quote-unquote castle, before you even get into the ride, you see like the greenhouses where there's all these like mandrakes and just all the detail that you're seeing when you're taking in, when you're standing in line, and it makes it so much more engaging and fun to actually just be standing in line, and you see this uh, Dumbledore's office staircase gargoyle thing and you go into Dumbledore's office and you go through like classroom and the Gryffindor common room and you see all the portraits talking of the four founders and it's just very engaging and that's probably my favorite part is really just the experience even before you get to the Hogwarts ride itself.
0: the ride, the line is part of the experience. The last time we were there, we had fast pass and it, and it feels like you are just skipping something um, completely mm-hmm. when you skip the line. So on the last day after the show, we snuck in and got one through walk through through the, with the line. But um, it's in, it, like a lot of the things I've said in this park. It's incredible. You know, uh, you see the talking portraits, you see the classrooms, you see this double door statue where you just want to say uh, Sherbert Lemon or. And you see that. but mm-hmm. oh, we, we all we do <laughs> <laughs> every
2: time but there i
0: do there,
2: there definitely is, is a sweet spot though like the first time we went we were waiting like three hours in line mm-hmm. yeah you know and like there's a spot where you're waiting like 30 minutes that's pretty good um, yeah and that definitely comes with having the like early admission
0: whatever yeah. the last time we were there uh, October weirdly, even with horror nights, is actually a really good time to go. We ran through the both parks in eight hours. Um, we did oh, have wow. the express pass, uh, but mm-hmm. even when we waited in line for some stuff, super short.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: but yeah. It's all it's all incredible. Um, what about you, Emily?
1: I really think nothing beats that first moment, like walking through the gate um, mm-hmm. into Hogsmeade. Because Hogsmeade is like arguably one of my favorite parts of the whole book mm-hmm. and books, I guess. Um, but also I was going to say like waiting in line, like the attention, I am, I am really appreciate attention to detail. Mm-hmm. And just in all of the line rides, even the Hagrid's Hippogriff ride, obviously that one's geared towards kids, but you can like literally bow to Buckbeak. And you can see the car and you can see his pumpkins and his hut. And it, I don't, I just feel like there's really nothing better than like going through that, seeing all these different aspects that you can discover. And then now I really like, and they didn't have this when we first went, but they have those interactive wands Mm -hmm. and I, I love seeing the little kids in robes. Interacting with them, I think I that's know. honestly hands down my favorite part is just watching all these little kids like in fully decked out in their like arguably overpriced robes and just like over oh.
0: a thousand percent yeah. overpriced. Um, oh, yeah, even but, seeing the adults do it. I had so again, mm-hmm. when I went, I said, you know, I'm gonna get one. I tried it, I did feel very uncomfortable like going <laughs> around and doing it, and then like a kid waiting, but I Kim would be behind me in line. I said, just, just go in front of me. And I would just walk completely (laughs) walk away uh, because I just felt so uncomfortable. Uh, (laughs) Like, I don't know, but it is, I agree. Seeing, seeing all the happiness that people get from the world, like those kids doing it and just that that shared experience is incredible. Um, I get the the
1: same feeling when I'm at Disney and Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's why parents like bringing their kids to these places so much. And I know that was like such a huge thing for my parents when they took us to Universal to see it for the first time. I mean, we were teenagers at that point, but we were still acting like children mm-hmm. when we saw it because it was everything we thought it would be and more and then some. Yep. I think also it's like fun for me to see all the merch.
3: Yeah. Um,
0: I might not buy I any of it. always spend way
1: too much money No, <laughs> we always spend way too much money while we're there and but it's all fun and then you get to kind of relive it whenever you put on your sweatshirt or whatever. So.
0: Absolutely. There I do wish that they had better t-shirts. I feel like their mm-hmm. t-shirts are not good. Um, They're I, still
1: geared toward Gryffindor and Slytherin. Like if yes. you're me or Sam, like you have to hunt to mm-hmm. find good. I Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw stuff.
0: I uh, see I'm Gryffindor. I took like the, the the test like three times and I was Gryffindor <laughs> no matter what. Um, the one shirt that I found that I love that was uh, my fiance actually stole from me um, was my night bus t-shirt. It's the nice purple the night bus symbol. Perfect. It says if people see it and they see night bus and they know what it is they you know they're like okay yeah. they're Harry Potter they get it. Um, right. And that's what I, I like out of my stuff. But yeah the merch was always so cool to see how much stuff that I wish I could get. And then I'm like, ah, do I actually need that? But I'll spend over a hundred bucks on butter beer throughout a trip. Um, <laughs> my teeth will get ready to fall out. Maybe add a little fire whiskey to it. Um, I listened to your episode and you guys, did you guys get to, to do the Deathly Hallows? The, yeah. What did you think of it?
1: Uh, that was Sam got that one. I got like a pear one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. and I, but we tried it I was I loved it we all we had it, as
2: a it drink really of the week. Good. yeah 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 like I thought it was gone. really good
0: like Deathly Hallows drink which was like Guinness Strongbow Cider and then one other other drinks uh, mixed other together mm-hmm. yeah it was it's gone they don't offer that, that anymore
2: that's rude. interesting it's rude yeah, that's we'll what I have.
0: think so yeah there's so much cool shit there before we get to the ride because I do want to hear about these points where you were stuck out <laughs> What is your favorite form of butterbeer? Is it cold, frozen, hot? Is it fudge? Is it ice cream? <laughs>
1: um, cold with I, a shot of fire whiskey. Is yeah, my
0: <laughs> that stuff is awesome. I actually
2: haven't had the hot one. And hmm. I didn't even know what was the thing the last time that we were there. So, so I really they also went in try- July. So, yeah, like- so it's only offered yeah.
0: around the holiday season. So around October, November to January, which... Going to um, Hogwarts at Christmas time is a goal. Uh, next time right. I go down there. That um, should be our next plan. <laughs> this um, I
2: mean, screw that. I want to go to Japan after. Let's go to minute. Japan for Christmas.
0: Well, if <laughs> I'm to, down. If you're going to Japan, you got to go to Tokyo Disney yeah. City, which I heard is the greatest theme park in the world. But yeah, uh, it's based, the hot butter beer is so good, but so sweet. It's. Mm -hmm. like crazy sweet. Uh, but the way that they nailed that, uh, butterbeer, it was concocted for the first time in, um, the head chef's personal kitchen at home. Uh, they were trying different recipes and, uh, they eventually came to one where they thought it was it. And they gave it to JK and she said, that's it. That is the, the, the recipe. Um, it's crazy about all their food. It's, it's all fresh. Like they fly their fish in, um, I'm sure not daily, but probably weekly. Um, that's why their mm-hmm. fish and chips are so good and their breakfast authentic. Um, so authentic that I got blood sausage and it was so gross. Yep.
1: yep. <laughs> so gross, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> weirdly good. Like, yeah, I, I appreciate their classic pub fair food. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sam and I have been to England together and I think just walking into the Hogshead or the Three Broomsticks, you really do get the feel that you get when you're in England. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: It's very authentic, and the fish is—it's really. I haven't had anything bad there. I mean, even the, the only sweets. Thing that's
2: not authentic about it is the
3: price.
1: Yeah, the pricing. <laughs> you you got
0: yeah. twenty dollars yes. on fish
2: and chips. We at Universal. we always <laughs> like, share what? at
1: Universal. In England, it is much cheaper, but <laughs> yeah, I I don't know, and I think like that's really like awesome and then i remember watching a video because all the stars went right opening day
3: Mm -hmm.
1: and i remember watching a video of emma watson trying real butterbeer for the first time being like i wish they would have had this on set (laughs) because it's like actually good
0: i love her she is so awesome um yeah so getting to the ride so this ride is incredible when they first came out i was blown away they use this technology called a Kuka arm which basically the best way to put it is you're in a robotic just think of a robotic robot arm that the hand just keeps moving you back and forth. Um and it takes you through this non-canon day in the life of Harry Potter.
1: <laughs> Which it, I so appreciate.
0: I appreciate it too. But you know what the one thing I do wish about it? So they were muggles visiting the school. However, they should have just said we're all wizards because right. why, yeah. I'm there to be a wizard. True. If you're buying a $100 robe, you're a goddamn wizard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, or a,
1: like $70 wand. Like, or,
0: exactly. Yeah. You're a wizard. So it starts off with Hermione clearly in a wig, if you guys couldn't tell, because I think it was after they finished. Yeah, the
1: it was after the seventh when she did the pixie. Yeah. Yep,
0: which she rocks it. And you get some flu powder and you travel to Hogwarts and from the room requirements to the grounds and... uh kind of chaos ensues, almost every type of creature that Harry has faced, you end up going up against in a way that um, they do a really good job. You don't just think, oh, they're just throwing another thing at us. There's some narrative to it, and it gives you an Mm -hmm. opportunity to go to the Quidditch pitch or the Chamber of Secrets or see the Firebolt, uh, which keeps popping up somehow. I guess they never caught it. So, your first thoughts after that ride—we kind of talked about everything. That it's so amazing, it's it's so incredibly immersive. I hope it didn't get anybody sick, which it has had that ability to do. But there is one part in that ride that even scares me, even even though I know it's fake. uh, It freaks me out unbelievably, and it is the spider part.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And that is where when the cameras are the
2: water on you, Mm -hmm. which is Mm
0: -hmm. where.
1: The fucking cameras are.
0: They get, they get you. <laughs> they get you. um So I, I got stuck at the one point where you're underneath the whomping Willow and you're just staring at cobwebbed walls. Mm. It's just creepy to me. The next thing you turn around, you see there's a spider. I rewatched it today, and I just remember that scene being the only thing that creeps me out about that ride. And so the you
2: Chamber of Secrets, or you rewatched? No, um, i like, I watched what? the ride
0: through. You can, okay, just, okay, you can just okay. YouTube that um, for people who haven't read the ride and want to follow along. What oh, is that strange?
2: ruins the surprise.
0: It does ruin it, but don't watch people.
2: it. don't like that.
1: Don't watch it.
0: <laughs> so I... It's
1: so great to wait. I'm like... I'm telling you what, that's the best ride I feel like I've ever been on.
0: I will say, I do agree. Um, like when Even I, when
1: it gets stuck, you know, any just ride, go on with a friend that you can talk with. You're fine.
0: <laughs> exactly. And look at it this. If it gets stuck, you get an opportunity to look at other things that you might not get to see. And, and you get welcome. to
2: pass the line. They let, you, they, yeah, they the let line you ride it come. again. It's like, you can stay on. Do it again. Yeah. There's
0: perks, people. There are perks. <laughs> um, but it's a great ride. Don't look it up if you... If you have ridden it and you want to refresher, then look it up. Uh, but it is one of those rides that I guarantee, just like rides of the resistance, go in blind. But nowadays, people really can't. Um, I even, I hated it. But there's a theme park podcast I listen to that talks about rides, and they talked about Hagrids, um, so I couldn't skip it. So I did watch briefly, kind of a ride through of Hagrids, which really cool. Definitely, I don't cool.
1: know anything about it.
0: And that's the way it should be going into it. Because um, when, when you do ride it, you're going to love it. Um, and I kind of even forget most of it. Uh, um, so w- where did you guys get stuck when you guys rode the ride? I
1: feel like we got stuck by the Dementors the second I time. I feel like
2: the, one, the first time, it was, like, right as we took off.
1: Yeah. And we uh, were, like, the, like room slanted. Of requirement. We were just, like, oh, yeah, no. on
2: our way up.
1: <laughs> we <laughs> and barely was, gotten into the ride. It was, like, first yeah. thing in the morning, too. So, like <laughs> – we're
2: oh, like, right. um, okay, oh, oh, oh. this is not a great like way <laughs> uh, to start okay.
3: your day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, we should have had more coffee before we came. And, <laughs> yeah. did this. and then we're like, what are they saying? Like, I can't even hear what they're telling us. So we had no idea. Because you still have, have the audio, there. even yeah. when
1: you get stuck, you still have the audio. So Dan is still like telling you where to fly, and you're like, homeboy, I can't. Like, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm stuck.
0: I, I love the some of the sounds of the ride, like when um. I think when you first come through and you're like creaking through the mm-hmm. astronomy mm-hmm. tower, like even just that, like, it's like the I'm a weird Harry Potter fan, like these weird things of a, like, <laughs> that, like they bring back memories. So when you got right. stuck in the Dementors, did the Dementors keep coming towards you? Or they, they just went doing? like right no, there. No, everything
2: was just.
1: They
0: awful. were just right For there. me,
1: like I said, I jump at everything. So uh. I jump at the Dementors. I jump at the spiders. I jump when we go down. Sells our
0: Slytherins throat. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> all. It's all. That's that's a bad spot to get. Uh, the spot. It's better than the spiders. The spiders. Are Thank so God creepy. it wasn't the
1: spiders. <laughs> Why spiders? Why couldn't we follow the butterflies? I mean, Sam already knows. One, I would have been like, like, like. that. I would have been like Helen and Mary and like. <laughs> <laughs> I think. doing for everything. Me,
2: now that I am an adult and older, and I've. <laughs> been on this ride so many times that it doesn't like spook me anymore it doesn't it definitely did the first couple times but now I can just sit there and just like grin and just like take Mm -hmm. it all in and And like you said sort of with the with the jaws ride like it's just nostalgia and I'm almost remembering how I felt the first time I was riding this ride while I'm riding it again and that's me being a type four and reminiscing on the past experiences but it was, that's, that's how I feel when I'm on it. I'm just
0: well, what are
2: reconnecting th- with my younger self a little bit.
0: And that's what, that's, what's so great about these theme park rides that are going to be there for a really long time. And another right. kind of cool thing about it is that, um, the movies are over, they're done. Cursed Child's a, a thing. Um, <laughs> um it is a thing it's a thing It's a now, whole nother thing <laughs> entertaining to see on stage plot wise glad i don't consider it canon i will just say that yeah no we don't um, but one of the cool things about it is when you ride it, it it's a, a day for harry so it kind of feels as though ha- harry's obviously still alive but you kind of feel like the movie version of harry potter is still around because you're like oh it's super relevant uh his story's still going on and you leave the ride and you're like, "Ah oh, man, that's awesome. I want to do it again." And things like that, and it just kind of keeps the conversation always going. For Harry Potter, that's kind of one of the good things about these theme parks. I, I don't think we're going to see a reboot really anytime soon in terms of a movie. Maybe a TV show, that would be really cool. Did um, you
1: hear what Dan said about No, what did he say? So he got asked, I guess it was last week, about if there was a reboot and it was of, like, Albus Severus and his children, if he would do it. And he literally said, if J.K. Rowling's not involved.
0: Really? Oh, yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. But that would yeah. never happen, though, because
2: she would never give her away.
0: No. No. I mean,
1: um... I think right now, just because, unfortunately, of everything that she has said, and even more so than her recent comments, like, she's not exactly, like, pc at all by any stretch of the imagination she's very much like an afterthought kind of person unfortunately Mm -hmm. i think she's dug herself a hole where like we're not gonna get like the next star wars trilogy for example out of this we're not gonna get any of that and it'll be a long time before this is rebooted
0: yeah, and I'm good with that, to be honest. I mean, same,
1: I am, same, but... I
0: do wish that we got maybe like a Netflix show or an, even an H- HBO Max show, I've, though I've heard rumors that HBO There's been is whispers to do a reboot yeah. or a, a, um, a spinoff of something mm-hmm. for HBO Max, which...
2: I've heard whispers of it being about Dumbledore and that Jude Law has been approached for an really? HBO Max.
0: I mean, so are they? Backing? I would not be mad at it. Are they banking on Fantastic Beast being three instead of five now, movies?
1: It's still supposed to be five.
0: I don't know. Uh, one of the best I things. Heard. One of the best things I think that could happen for this series is kind of the Star Wars effect, where they take it from like they took it from George Lucas, they take it from J.K. and push forward because right. Grant to Grendelwald, written entirely by her and there's this whole world, like the Hogwarts game we talked about, there's this whole world that can be explored. So I don't know, like it would be cool to see Dumbledore going off and as a younger before Grindelwald doing crazy shit that he did, because I don't know, there's, there's an endless possibility, but to be able to see it, um, be rebooted in a TV show, there's so much shit left from the books. Like, right. Even something as like simple as Spoo is left from the movies. Um, where mm-hmm. that could have been mentioned in a passing, and so much they other could crap.
1: make a whole show about the six
0: book plot, yeah. They they they, they could they absolutely could because <laughs> Sounds they,
1: really cries at me, you knew that was coming. I don't because no, they
0: don't even tell so you
2: about it. <laughs> I don't,
0: I don't blame you though. They don't even we were watching it uh recently. I'm like, they don't even tell you why he's the half blood prince, they don't, they don't even mention it, they don't tell you any of. <laughs> I mean, that's besides the point. None yeah. of the important information. Any me, of Voldemort's
1: in, backstory. <laughs> yeah. And then we've talked about this on our deep dives on our podcast, and you'll get to hear me rant if you're new and you choose to hear this. But, like, Harry Potter has, this, like, a, a horcrux sense, like a spidey sense almost, mm-hmm. because they it's don't the explain sense. this.
0: Mm-hmm. It's I so... Yeah, it, it's which I, yeah. They decided it's to too just... too much. They decided to just focus on the memories of the horror crux and not explain why he chose his horror crux pieces, which is so cool. This is like, okay, you want to get more into the history of Hogwarts itself, there you go. Um and then Well even- they they
2: didn't give any background on Voldemort himself as Tom Riddle as a boy. And I think it's really you know, it's really a misfortunate decision that they made because understanding Voldemort's character is so important to understand like yes the fight against him and the search for the horror cruxes and just like the internal struggle the entire it, it when you lose tom riddle's backstory you lose the entire plot of the 6
1: yeah because books, in my opinion i mean yep. we've had a podca- we had a podcast on this very very early on um it was like nature versus nurture for voldemort and yeah. i think by losing his backstory you lose any strand of sympathy you might have for him which was maybe their goal in leaving Mm -hmm. it out but it's unfortunate because i think jk Rowling was really good (laughs) about Mm -hmm. writing that in and having sympathy for characters for example snape that's a huge example
0: yeah and you're you're right that's my favorite book uh out of them all is six because (laughs) like all they had to do was just do the locket and just show why that locket isn't was important to uh, to Voldemort. He got it was his, or was it the ring? Right. I think it was the ring. Was it the ring? Where his his uncle with the ring,
1: both his both. ring and his locket. At
0: his locket. Huge to the of to why he kind of was the way he was, um, and I'm probably missing a couple other key things with the backstory. But that alone could have been like you need a, a compelling villain has some relatable aspects and you need to give them a a good backstory that shows why the way he is other than he's just evil but they chose right. to just take the uh the the path of just good versus evil and that's kind of it um which I get a and lot focus
2: more of. on the romances that were budding in the sixth which there were there was romance in the sixth book but we didn't need a romantic comedy of a movie yeah i mean my
1: biggest qualm is that they literally made a rom-com for 16 year olds i agree and like that's not what it was That's not what
0: i think that's why i weirdly like harry potter plot why i find that movie enjoyable because it is a rom-com and i like Mm rom-coms um but they they take like Ginny's a wet rag in that movie and and all of them and all of yeah them. it's Hermione enjoyable is.
2: because rom-com is enjoyable but just for the like integrity of the plot it makes like no sense yeah they had romance budding and, and jealousy and whatever with Hermione and Ron and Ginny and Harry and all that stuff but that wasn't the main meat of the book
0: i agree they focused on the wrong things but like they even left out like the comical stuff where like hermione's like kind of sassy towards ron and um and being like you you know what i'm talking about like that whole plot line where ron when like when ron was with lavender they just made hermione look like a sad sack when that's Mm -hmm. not that's not who hermione is so they
1: did her i mean with this now i'm going on another rant with this last (laughs) deep dive it's a trend but this last deep dive that we did
0: that's why your was, podcast is so good though
1: it was so apparent that in the films they made her mind to be so much less than she is
0: mm-hmm.
1: so much yeah. less than
0: it was like so
1: impressive hit- and they really watered her down I, I don't know if it's to make people more comfortable with her character Fuck
0: that. <laughs> she's very that.
1: outspoken but like yeah fuck it like she's amazing and I She's mean, you can just tell that,
0: woman that by how is many elite, like a leader that is strong. That... Exactly. Fuck that. I and hope you they can tell
1: how like impressive she actually is by how many of our female listeners and ourselves included identify with her
0: mm-hmm. and, and what to even be like her. It. Why, and on our last episode, why you even made her the number one character? That was your number one character. Oh,
2: she definitely is the number She'll one character. Always be
0: my number one character. I was, I was, I was going for Albus, but, um, yeah, no, I completely agree, and I don't know why they did some of that stuff. Like after the third movie, she's kind of, or I give her the fourth, probably after the fourth, she in the fourth
1: she was kind of a prop for Victor Krum.
0: Yes, which but. also kind of a waste of characters, again. We could go on and on. I could sit here and talk about the movies and the difference with the Mm -hmm. books and why we need a reboot uh, done really well. And now's the time to do it because you're not going to miss any of this shit. Like powerful female characters are what driving the narratives going forward. I mean, we have our, you know, we have our Mission Impossibles with Tom Cruise and, and the action guy, like whatever, blah, blah, blah. But the villain, like, even the villain, like the newest Mission Impossible, um, I think maybe it was the sixth one, was a woman. Like part of it was a woman. And they're making James Bond a woman. Like going forward, the future is mm-hmm. female. And that's think- where all the power, like that's, those are the gripping narratives lately. Um, I think Disney's the one that's kind of missing that angle. Like um, I watched some of the recent Mulan, bad, not good. Um, I didn't pay you thirty dollars for it.
1: I haven't seen it at all.
0: Um, but the thing kind of with it was that Mulan in the cartoon kind of goes through it where this Mulan is just powerful from the get go. And Mm. it's the same thing with any hero's journey. They they are I feel like that's the
1: original story though. I feel like Disney like is now trying to take the original stories Mm, and making them live action. So in the original she already was a a fucking badass like she didn't have to discover
0: that oh okay i didn't know that Mm -hmm.
2: but to your point i think you know to have these films go into this more female driven narrative it's going to take more director roles being given to females i think Mm -hmm. there are a lot of great female directors out there and unfortunately like with the industry the way it is it's really hard for them to get big blockbuster movies under their belts but if they did i think that we would see a lot more character development and growth in those female characters that we have in the books and we'd also probably see a lot more diversity in the narrative i think
1: also it's you kind of have to i mean it's great and if you know me at all and you've listened to our podcast at all like i'm all about empowering females but you also have to look at like ghostbusters the newest one yeah. How much backlash was given to that movie, which is arguably better than the original.
0: I will stand really?
1: on that fucking hill.
0: I never saw and it. die so there. I, I never saw either, so I if can't. If you're gonna
1: put Kristen Wiig in a movie with who all was in it? Everyone was in it. Uh, all of there was a lot of SNL people. Melissa McCarthy was in it. And then
0: the two... Um, uh,
1: Kate, Kate, Kate uh, McKinnon.
0: McKinnon. No, yeah. no, I don't
1: think he even was Kristen Wiig. But Melissa McCarthy no. was in it. And that's who you're thinking and of Kate McKinnon. Yeah, Kate McKinnon is who I was thinking of. Thank you. But I mean, you have to look at stuff like that. And like everyone was so critical about it. And even the new Charlie's Angels movie, for some reason, because I, they didn't make them sex objects in I feel this like one.
0: Elizabeth yeah, I Banks. I, I feel like Elizabeth Banks Pretty can't good. catch a can't she can't catch a break with Elizabeth directing, Banks. With directing, yeah, no, she yeah. can't. Which I don't know if I didn't see the Charlie's Angels. I like the old one. Um, as I do too up. I,
1: I love like you the, very more I like the Diaz in the new one Lucy Liu mm-hmm. yeah. but I mean the new one is good but like it is very in your face that it's like versus Cameron Diaz dancing in her underwear that this yeah. one's not going to be like that
0: <laughs> so I will say to add to your point that, about women d- directing and everything that um, Little Women directed oh. by Greta Gerwin
2: so fucking good so fucking good
0: so we talked about it on this on this podcast we did a, i did a mini episode with audra who is my fiance um and we just loved that movie it was a great character driven movie um mm-hmm. not a lot of typically big plot stuff happened but you cared so much for these characters directed by a woman written by a woman about women mm-hmm. it was a good based on movie. a book
1: by a woman,
0: and yeah. Timothy Chalamet was great in it. I did, I will say that. And he was uh, Florence Pugh, awesome in it. Yeah, I'm so fucking amazing. hyped to see her in. If you Black can make Widow, like...
1: me like that character yeah. in Little Women,
0: mm-hmm. you are yeah. doing
1: an amazing job. Because yeah. when I read that yeah. book and my grandmother and I saw the original movie, I was like, "Fuck that girl!" Like, <laughs> no <Hey>. way. <laughs> and in um, this one, I'm like, I feel
3: for her.
0: Yeah. You know? So the fact that, that she was missed out on the Oscars, because I, I definitely believe that she deserved that. I think the movie was nominated for Best Picture, but she wasn't nominated for Best Director, which I have a problem mm-hmm. with them anyway, for other reasons. Um, but also some things are starting to change. Like The Mandalorian was a hugely diverse uh, directing chair. It was women, mm-hmm. it was people of color, and we saw a great product from that. So I hope Right, Jedi. and how I well has that done. gone over? So I will say Disney right. doesn't maybe necessarily know how to tell that narrative. Like, Ray had that, and then, then Star Wars, The Last Jedi, and The Rise of Skywalker happened. Um, I mean,
1: arguably, though, like, I like those movies. So. I like
0: oh, the God. Rise of Skywalker for what it is, and I like the Last Jedi for the moments it has. Also, hate what they did to Luke. But that's another three-hour podcast. That, that's no, a whole what other we're topic
2: talking about on this podcast. I so we're, when, <laughs>
0: we're we're talking about Universal um, because I forget too, and I support. But tangents. I love that.
1: I love that we can go on <laughs> tangents on here because sometimes yeah. with us we're like reel it in.
0: Reel yes. it back in. <laughs> so typically that's what all this podcast is, is my two co-hosts they're going on tan witches t- a, a tan-wich, tan-wich, Tanwiches. Tanwiches. And me trying to reel them back in and them looking at me and I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like we, <laughs> we gotta go. Um, so I, but I support it. I've I've just decided to embrace it. All my favorite podcasts go off on tangents. Um, so right. sometimes they're good for conversation. And somebody tuning in may have just learned something new. Definitely completely 100% agree with you guys. So since only Sam and I have been to Diagon Alley, I'm not going to dive too much into Diagon Alley other than uh, Fortune Fortunescus is one of the greatest ice cream shops in the world, which is in Diagon Alley right in front of Gringotts Ride. Uh, it's where Harry gets the never melting ice cream from in book three, I believe when he's, in Trouble. yeah. I'm a prisoner of Azkaban. And uh, they have a fantastic uh, butterbeer ice cream. And then they also have like weird ones like lavender ice cream and chocolate that chili sounds ice good cream. good too,
2: though. Okay, I have to, wow, yeah, I have to I'm sad. I don't think I saw or experienced that. You I did went it. in 20... I must have went in 2014 20... or 2015 was the only time I went to Diagon Alley.
1: I think you and went when it had just opened like the second part
0: had just so that uh, that might have been either closed or not fully ready to open yet but or um, I was
2: just so laser focused on getting on the green god's ride that well it is
0: I will say it's a it's super over Diagon Alley is super overwhelming there is so much things going on there's so much things everywhere um like I said I don't even think we're going to be able to cover everything um with this episode um there's there's shows there's the deathly hallows there's the uh celestine warbeck's uh she puts on a little concert oh right yeah in. she's good yeah she's um what you do hear slightly in uh i think half blood prince uh which i was about to go back to but i know that's another tangent waiting to happen no
1: a cauldron yeah. full of hot strong love that's one of molly weasley's
3: favorite songs <laughs> does everyone yep. know that
0: yeah everyone <laughs> should know that <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, so aside from the rides, which I believe Flight of Hippogriff is worth going on the ride alone just to see mm-hmm. Buckbeak, to see Hagrid's Hut, which the they messed up by not taking the line through Hagrid's Hut, me personally, as a lot, have to Ooh, say. Oh, yeah, yeah that, that would be cool. I agree. Big miss. But you get a beautiful look at the castle when you ride that. So I, I, I really do recommend that for that reason alone. Are there anything in Diagon Alley that stood, I mean, in um, Hogsmeade? That stood out to you. It's not a walk-in shop, but you were like, oh my God, this, this means so much to me. Um, Take just... a picture
1: with the conductor. Okay. Also the butterbeer cart, I feel like is very strategically placed.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: also like, I think that's a good place for your
0: first butterbeer rather than going
1: in and sitting down. Like you have it and you're walking through the
0: park. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. Uh, that's the first time I had it uh, was there. You're there, you're in the environment. I was trying to, I'm looking for a picture of it, but I have Madam Putty Foots, which stood mm. out to me mm-hmm. in, in uh, Hogsmeade. It's a little shop connected to another one. You cannot go in it. It's a you little You can't go in. No. But you can see it. And um, it was right after I finished rereading Got Order of the Phoenix again. And I was like, this is where Harry and Cho go on a horrible date. And Mm -hmm. like, just seeing that was just like, dude, like, fuck. Like, they got the littlest detail down. They care about, they care about this. And um, that's like another thing, another one of the many, many points we've made about the Wizarding World. So
2: I love that you can see those shop fronts and those storefronts and all of the detail. But I was also low-key disappointed that I couldn't go in. Like, Mm -hmm. I wanted more. You know, there was a ton of... of areas like that where you can kind of walk through the random like not main streets of Hogsmeade or Diagon Alley and not go in these stores and I'm just like one that would have been like so much more exciting for us to consume those and like I would have loved to go into the like owl emporium and stuff like that and you could like move people through different stores because one of the issues I'm going to call it like a small issue that I have with these parks is that the merch is all just repetitive. And all of the stores that you go in, like there might be one or two new shirts or lanyards or things that you can buy. And some stores, there's different stuffed animals, but they're also the stuffed animals that you can get at the very entrance to Universal. So it's just a lot of stuff is just recycled through these stores. And it's right. just something that, like, I wish that there was a little bit
0: more. I agree.
2: Um, and then I, Yeah. I agree with that. Also, um, (laughs) when we first went, there were like 12 characters wands that you could get. And here's Sam's tangent. There you go. (laughs) So the first time we went, we went in, Harry or Harry. Emily knew she wanted Hermione's wand. I was gonna get Jenny's wand. We could not find it. If anyone knows me, I get hangry really easily. I was getting (laughs) upset. That I cannot find the wand. So we and, my and my mom system.
1: is like, if you tell her you want something, she's like on a mission. She's like,
2: on it. She'll find so it. So that so we finally we found Jenny's wand at this like random little wand kiosk up by the the Hogwarts ride. So that was good. But I will also say that one other minor disappointment for me was the Ollivander's experience. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was- I went in thinking that everyone was going to get to do the whole hold the wand and have the wind and the lights
0: and which they should and music should and everything and it's like one
2: person it's usually a little 11 year old and yeah i've never gotten chosen for it which Fuck is great for old.
1: them Fuck but it, it sucks for us like yeah. right. even when we first went we we're like 14 like mm-hmm. we could still do that
0: yeah I, absolutely um you want to know what's also kind of shitty about that is you have to pay for that wand that you when you get chosen.
2: Right, so, right.
0: And it's not even discounted. It's like sixty bucks. It's not even like, oh, and it's so not even me. your
2: own personal wand. Like anyone can choose that wand.
0: Exactly. Right? Like
2: they're they're like birthday month wand. They're basically essentially like horoscope wands. And yeah, like, exactly.
0: Okay. It's like maybe I don't gonna... want
2: this Pisces wand, maybe I want the Sagittarius <laughs> wand. <laughs>
0: I'm not going to pay sixty bucks for a wand I don't necessarily want to begin with, but uh, then you're going to make me pay when I get selected and not even give. Mm -hmm. It should be. It should be like okay, that you got selected. It's twenty five bucks or something, or a discount if you buy another one because if you have a brother or sister. Um, So I agree. the The wand experience, we waited because it was the first time we waited, uh, and it was disappointing. We waited a long time.
1: Yeah, Um, we did too.
0: Yeah, and there's also things that I've been there a couple, three times, and I've still not seen like the, um, like the Tri Wizard, Tri Wizard Rally. I haven't seen that, or like the Frog's Choir, because there's like other things I want to see um, while I'm there. I don't know if you, if you guys have seen that stuff.
1: I know I saw, think
2: the, we saw both of those.
1: We, we, yeah, we definitely saw the Tri Wizard one. I feel like for the Frog's Choir, Sam would have probably been like, excuse me, like. <laughs> I'm going,
2: but I, I would have been on stage. Don't yeah, she would
1: have been the oh star God. of that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would have been. Up she there. goes.
2: Give me the solo. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think just going off of all of this, I, the disappointing thing, yeah, is that all the shops aren't open, and all of Andrew's like, which is arguably one of the most fascinating parts of the book, and tells you so much about who you are as a person.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like such a letdown, but I almost wish that. For like the robe shop and some of the other shops, there were like actors in there, mm-hmm. like trying on Hogwarts robes and like, you just get to experience that.
0: Yeah, I agree. They, the, even the, the people that work there do a really good job. Um, I think it was on this podcast I heard not your guys' podcast that um, they paid, like somebody paid with money and the, the guy acting. Uh, the guy, the the uh, cash register attendant was like, "I'll never get used to how your money doesn't move." And I was like, Oh, like that's cool." Yeah. Like things like yeah, that, uh, yeah. that. People like to play with the roles um, and really, um, like, get into it. Um, I will say,
2: at the Hollywood one, it's a lot for me, a little bit different because there are so many struggling actors in Hollywood <laughs> that a lot of them do go and work at Universal as their like job while they're making money, and they use mm. it as an experience as, yeah. like a, as a, a coaching method, I guess. So I, I did notice a little bit of a difference with the people who worked in the Hollywood one.
0: It's the perfect um, way to get that experience. So yeah. um, kind of wrapping up, anything you guys want to add about the ride um, that we didn't get a chance to maybe talk about?
1: Definitely don't look up anything.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say that. I think the best thing to do is just kind of go in blind if you haven't ridden it. And if you have, then you know exactly what we're talking about and all the feelings um, we kind of, we've kind of said. Um,
1: I think also the the special thing for me, and I I know that Sam has gone like multiple times because she's had the opportunity, but I think the special thing for me is like, if you have a person that you share these memories with and you share this experience in this world with go with them Mm -hmm. I feel like it makes it that much more exciting because last year when we went like we were 24 it was like almost exactly 10 years after we went the first time which was nuts but it's so much more special and you you feel like you're a kid again with Mm -hmm. your best friend running around this park like buying matching outfits like just having so, so much now fun. we had all
2: of our own money to spend. Now we had money,
1: <laughs> not really, but we had our own money. I didn't have to beg my parents. Right. So <laughs> I think, I think it's, it's just that much more special. And I just don't go in with any expectations. And I promise you, even if secretly you have expectations, if you're a type one, like me, you'll get blown away. Like a hundred percent, you'll get blown away.
0: For sure. Um, So uh, one of the things that I want to hit before we go, um, we kind of talked about what we think should be next, which is kind of the ministry, but what like blue skying ride or experience from the wizarding world would you love to see in these parks, whether it's another expansion, another ride, or even a store, I was going to say another food or drink, but they've literally covered everything in that book.
2: Um, I think it would be cool to go more into the Triwizard Tournament events. Like, I would love to see the maze as some sort of ride. I would love to see the lake as some sort of, however, I don't know how you would do that, but I think that would be really cool to experience the, like, mermaids and the Grindelows, and it's just, like, in a completely different element, but it's still Harry Potter magical-related. Um, I really do enjoy the Gringotts ride I thought that like just reading and Deathly Hollows their experience going through Gringotts and the carts, like it just makes so much sense that they made that a roller coaster like obviously you've got to make that a roller coaster um,
0: which yeah. we, we should all get back together after Emily goes and sees it and does it all part two here we go Dog and for sure we'll talk
1: um I think for me like I'd kind of want to go more into Quidditch. You get a little bit of it in The Forbidden Journey, Mm -hmm. but I think it'd be so cool if, based on where you're sitting on the roller coaster, and it was still the kind of, like, hand thing, is what position you were on the Quidditch pitch. I just feel like that would be so interesting. And, I mean, obviously, it'd probably be, you'd be Gryffindor, and your opponent would be Slytherin, which I think is unfortunate, but I, I still think it would be fun. And if they could get Dan there to be your seeker, you're set
2: yeah or even if you could like sit on it like it's a broom somehow that's how that's what i mean like you like
1: sit on the brooms and then like certain people are the beaters and others are the keep i don't know how the fuck they would do that but they can (laughs) figure it out they're engineers so it's true
0: so one of the one of the things about uh i don't know if they'll ever get harry potter dan back to play because even in the Alley rides it's all just computer animation. That's him. Um, an idea to get both, all of your suggestions. One, you could do a roller coaster where you're the snitch or a ride where you're the snitch um, and everybody's chasing you for Quidditch. Or cool. you could do like the new Tron light cycle ride that's coming to Disney that you lean forward. You're on a bike, kind of like the Haggard ride, but you're more lean forward. And you could easily do that with a broom. Perfect. Bada bing, bada boom. And mm-hmm. the way that they're doing new rides, like they're doing a Mario Kart ride coming Universal, where I heard it involves VR to a degree, easily done. Quidditch would be so easy for them to do. Right. And so cool for us to see. An idea for the, tri- I'm with you on the Trivers of Tournaments. Once you said that, Sam, that's where my mind went. I was like, I would love mm-hmm. to see a ride doing all of it easily. One that I'm surprised they haven't done for their Horror Nights is a Harry Potter maze they could easily do The Maze as one of their walk-through uh, Halloween attractions. Yeah, definitely and, could. With a sphinx.
1: You, I hope they have a full sphinx in there.
0: That would be so cool <laughs> to see because I have what, what it looks like in my mind, and I'd be curious of what they would uh, draw it up as. And, you know, I know there's a picture of it in, the, in that chapter, too. And then when they go underwater, it could even be, like, a ride where you look like you're going underwater. Oh, something. that would be so awesome. And then it's, like, you're encased, kind of like in an aquarium, you're in case mm-hmm. with moving mermaids and it's like a ride too um, yeah. and then obviously you could do at that point make it a roller coaster where you start off against the or like the Kook arm where you start off against the dragon and then go we should be and we should be on the harry potter creative team we should be the experts <laughs> we should we'd have a whole part ready we to go. Should do it
2: ourselves i mean i think we have the the chops for it
0: there's so, so many <laughs> there's so many theme parks like and back in the day where they just did whatever they want with ip why can't we do it now we should just <laughs> do it for harry potter before we go do you guys have anything else to add or plug
1: no um i mean you can find us anywhere at hp have drunk or harry potter and half drunk podcast
0: yeah and i'll also be tagging them on ours all of our social media which i occasionally do when there's one of the many harry potter events that happened during the year i always reference our episode and hit i know the it's
1: <laughs> always so sweet on twitter when it's like we get a notification like
0: <laughs> we should go back and we did i really appreciate you guys taking the time to come and discuss the wizarding world i feel like there's so much we didn't even touch yeah. and that's what's so great about it is that i have a list of like all these attractions and shops there that it's just so crazy to how much they do. And it was just really cool getting to talk with you guys. So I just want to thank you again. Uh, remember to... Thanks for having us on. Yeah, thank you for
1: inviting us back. It's Absolutely. been great. It's been really fun just to kind of talk about the wizarding Everything. world and all yeah. the memories it brings up.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> remember to rate, like, and subscribe to us on all social media platforms and wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in a couple weeks. No, no.